Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. We are live on the Bleeding Monsters podcast. Welcome in to another edition. We're back on Tuesday night. The Chicago Bears won. Everything is all good in the world. Oh my gosh. Welcome back into another edition of the Believing Monsters podcast on the Believe Network. You can find us at BIM underscore pod on the Twitter machine. Follow my friends Chris Grogman and Luke Berry at LBerry underscore 40 at Chai Bears 1985. I am Joe Gaither, and we're all happy a little bit, I guess. We're here to talk about the Bears. Big old win, 16-13 over the Panthers. We'll get an update on Justin Fields and his and his thumb. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we uh, won the uh, Super Bowl, the Losers Bowl, and Lucas Berry could not be any happier. What's going on, my friend? How is your day, and are you pumped up for a new week? Oh, yeah, I'm fired up for a new week, a new chapter, a new leaf. Probably will get blown out by the Lions, but we'll get into that later. We beat the Panthers, which was my Super Bowl. I was joking about it all week, but we got it done. And as we talked about last week, I mean, Panthers and Giants in the seat fighting for number one, number two. But does either of these teams win a game the rest of the way? We will see. Yeah, uh, Lucas, your your Super Bowl platter was kind of um, healthy, not not to uh, not very exciting, uh, you know, with your veggie tray and like cheese plate, I think you said. Uh, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. That's that's at a lot of Super Bowl parties. Uh, so, yeah, um, that was a that was a game. There was a, there was a game that happened um, as far of. as the, the implications. Um, good and both. Well, I mean, I I don't know if the Bears win another game this year, but they probably will. Shit, dude, I don't know if we can be Arizona the way. Kyler was running around already. Um, he looked fantastic. So, but yeah, this this game. Uh, here's what I want to talk about. Offensively, uh, do we run the ball as much with Justin? Not with Justin. With Justin under center, Justin in shotgun, do we run the running backs as much as we have with Bajan and in that game? Specifically, do you guys think coming back next week you, against the Lions? Oh, so you're asking what the offense will change to next week? Yeah, like I mean, they clearly wanted to run the ball, and I feel like they ran the ball a lot more with Bajan than they did with Fields. And I didn't look into it, but just felt that way. 
Yeah, no, you could be right. And it also could be because the first few games of the year with Fields, we were getting blown out. So our memory is of him throwing all game. But uh, I feel like the run game is. I mean, they run. I feel like they run more out of shotgun with Fields in the game. I would think it seems like that. Um, I think they need to keep relying on the running, especially with Herbert coming back. Is he going to play this week? Did they say or? We don't I don't know, know, man. I think Foreman's look great, and I wouldn't. I would not. Rush. Oh, I, uh, I, I'm not saying like steal his job. I'm just saying like to have two guys out there though that are yeah. more than capable backs to kind of grind a defense down. I think that's huge for the Bears down the stretch because, I mean, their ability to to block and and run the ball efficiently has been awesome. I would say the past few weeks. So I've heard down nothing. the. <clears throat> I've heard nothing. Herbert's playing <clears throat> status. Down the stretch, we need to rely on that, and we'll see what Fields has behind a strong run game then. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, Bajan looked fine. Um, other than he hit, so like, listen, like, I think the conversation's been like, well, one of the comments was about like how Justin, like Chris Collinsworth, right, was getting beat up for saying Justin Fields could learn some things from Tyson Bajan. And I think talent-wise, physically-wise, Justin blows him out of the water, right? Not um, even close. Mechanically, like, Bajan gets into his drop lightning quick. I mean, he is speedy Gonzalez back to his to his spot, okay? And maybe process, like, I'm processing, I can't tell. I, I'm not very good at that kind of thing. I, I can't tell what he's – because I can't see what he's seen. You know, we, we never can. Uh, he did miss Tyler Scott over the middle for a huge gain uh, that you heard the crowd go bananas on after the play action. Like they saw Scott come open on like – it was like a third and forever or a second and forever. But um, accuracy-wise, Bajan cannot hit the broad side of a fucking barn. Like he had some absolutely bad throws in that game. There's a screen pass back to the left where Roshan had a army blocking for him and he just chunked it in the dirt. Like it was oh, terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Did I think did, did he just straight throw that in the dirt or did something weird? Was he like getting tired? Oh, he was like going no, no. He had all the time in the world. He was drifting to his right, I, I and he was in like the first or second back, quarter. Turned his turned his hips to the left and just made a bad throw. He didn't set his feet. I mean, there's a time for that kind of throw, yes, but not when it's all the way across the other side of the field. You can't just like turn your hips and flip it. You don't have that arm, kid. So um, I think it was either like it was going into the half or coming out. But yeah, it was yeah. somewhere in the middle of the game. It's just terrible, terrible. And then there was like a throw to DJ Moore on like third and six that was just way over his head. There was yeah, a there deep was... ball to DJ Moore Dude, that was way over his head. It seemed like he played his games in reverse. Like if you would have told me this was his first game and the Raiders game was his last game, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a believable progression of things to happen. Mm-hmm. Here it was like he had his best game out of the gate and then slowly went downhill. I mean, let's call it as it is. We we kind of said this. I mean. He's a long-term backup. I think the, he's shown he belongs the past four games. I mean, you know, maybe he develops into a Gardner Minshew or whatever, but that's still valuable for a team to have. So at this point, I think we're all just ready to to move on to see what Fields has coming down the stretch to make this final evaluation. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's funny. 
and I think I texted you guys this earlier this week, field supporters have completely talked themselves into him being the Jesus again. And because it's been four weeks and they forgot that how he has sucked at times this year. Yes. He's had some amazing runs or two good games have been against two bad defenses, but and now we're pumping up the Broncos defense because of what they did to the Bills. So now Fields looks like a god because he tore up that defense. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, look, I want nothing more than Justin Fields to succeed. But, like, I am i don't know if seven games is going to replace the last two and a half years. Especially if you have number one. No, but I think it makes the conversation more interesting, especially if you look at some of the teams they play. I mean, you got the Lions twice. You got the Packers. You got the Vikings. Uh, the Browns, the best defense in football. So I really think we're going to see what Justin Fields is made up down the stretch, and I think they will be able to to make a decision. But to your point, can you just put all that other stuff aside to and, and just hyper-focus on these? No, but it makes the conversation a whole lot harder going into the offseason. I hope he does, man. I hope he blows us away with these last seven games. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I, you know, the question was that, that I was going to ask you was, oh, I hope you said, oh, I hope that uh, Justin Fields likes it up for these next seven games. Are we not in the camp that even if he lights it up for these next seven games, like, who cares? He's not going to be the guy. Well, he, he, you know, I think what, what, the conversation that we have right now is, is what Luke brought up earlier, kind of like setting up the week and setting up the conversation in Tyson Bajan. Is he Garner Minshew? Is he going to be a Garner Minshew type? Or is he just going to be a cute little story that we all talk about? And, you know, remember in 2023, we watched this kid Tyson Bajan play. Like, I think that's really what, what the conversation. Like, Justin, as much as I do love him, and it would be best for the Bears to, to have him develop and have, you know, seven great games and stay. I just... <laughs> My hope, my belief is zero. I agree with that. In, like I said, I don't know if seven games is going to make us forget the last two and a half years. However, it might make him more attractive to another team and and, and garner us more trade uh, consideration. So I don't want him to suck ass and just not be worth a shit to anyone. Even if we move on, even if I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen this offseason. The way, like, if they keep winning, I'm more afraid that they're going to keep Eberflus than than anything. What are you confident that they're going to keep winning? Am I confident that they're going to keep winning? Right, you said. Um, I think they can beat the Packers. They can. I think they can beat the Cardinals. And what else we got? They play the Falcons too. Mm, that's a one Vikings, game. Vikings and then Lions twice. I mean, I think if they get the like five wins, I still don't see how he stays. Is my opinion. He gets the six, man. He talked about doubling wins from last year. All right, so I think the offensive line is not bad. Uh, my conversation. I mean, I think center is the definite replacement. Um. Left tackle, 
I think they I I don't I don't see Braxton Jones going anywhere. So that I would say this is an underrated storyline going into the offseason is like Braxton Jones, how much does he have to prove over these next seven games that he is like for a seven game stretch for a guy not named Justin Fields, this is probably the the biggest seven game stretch for him on the team, considering, you know, they they do have an opportunity at two top left tackles in the upcoming draft, whether they use that with an early pick or the later pick, either way, they should have a shot at those guys. So uh, I, that's going to be fun to watch. He had a good game versus the Panthers. I mean, he missed the four weeks, but he's looked solid and pass pro this year. And, uh, like we said earlier, they got some good defenses coming up. So, all right. So test. let's, let's, let's play some, some, some games. So like what right now they have one in five, let's pretend that that sticks for some reason. It's not going to, it, it'll change somehow, but Say you take one of the quarterbacks at one, because like I like I said, if you have one, I don't think they don't just even if Fields isn't the guy, resetting the rookie contract is going to be more important, probably. You know, especially if they freaking clean house and somehow polls gets fired, which I don't see that happening either at this point. But and if they have five. I mean, it would really depend on what's there. Like, if Harrison Jr. is there, there's no way they're taking a tackle. Correct. But, like, um, I also feel it, like people and are they sleeping. they may even trade back. Well, if, I was going to say, I think people are sleeping on this draft class as wide receivers as well. So, it's like, even if you don't get, you know, Marvin Harrison, who's probably the only guy I would consider, quote-unquote, generational in this class, I mean, there's some really good consolation prizes for a team like the Bears, like you said, if they want to stay at five or trade back, Chris. So you can still get a really nice receiver to pair with your quarterback if they decide to do that. Well, and if you get a quarterback, you know, like Drake May, that'll actually attack the middle of the field, then DJ Moore and Cole Komet could become even more of an asset. And I don't know, I don't know what to do with Darnell Mooney at this point. He's actually looked pretty good the last couple of weeks, although Bajan tried to get him killed on the last play of the game. <laughs> Thank um, God he caught that, dude. I was worried. Uh, I don't know if I was overly worried if he caught it or not. Defense was playing really well. They didn't have a ton of time left. and um, I, I was just was like worried he was going to like fumble or something. Cause like That was a huge uh, hit. Like I could yeah, see the hit rocked. coming out. I was like, oh, shit. Dude, he got rocked, Like, but freaking uh, – What's his name? Patrick, the center. Lucas Patrick picked him up, like put him over his head, like, okay, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Don't die on us. Cause that, yeah, he got he got absolutely annihilated. But I don't know what you what you do with him. Uh Tyler Scott's looking pretty solid though. I thought he had some nice plays. Uh if he'd have taken that reverse, which that was a sweet play. That top that fake toss reverse, that was a sweet play. Um, uh, if he'd have taken that outside, I think he he, he might take that to the house, but oh well. Either way, he looks good. I liked his Joe, play. Joe, you with us? One, two, three. Oh, yes. You sound great. Yes, you sound so sexy. Give it to us, Joe. Yeah. All right, Joe. What's to pick up on? I mean, basically, we're all in the same sort of boat here at this point. With set with seven games left, is. Or moving on from field, and you're trying to trying to play the the game we've been playing since uh, what week number two? What are we going to do with our top two draft picks? Uh, so look, I think that 
you are going to use one of those two picks on Drake May or Caleb Williams. I do think you're going to trade one of them down. I think if you end up with number one, you're going to try to make people make people think you're taking somebody and trade down and take somebody else at two. That's uh, I agree, Joe. <laughs> I I have officially switched to the Drake May train for the Bears. What, what I could care you? less which one they get. Honestly, like if that if that's the scenario, they're gonna whoever has two is gonna have to get that. You can talk them into having to give you everything that anybody below yeah. them would give you because you could tell them we have offers all the way back to ten that we're willing to take. You better bring the you better pony up right now. So yeah, I agree. And then then they take whoever else they who, unless like one is so outrageously above the other in your evaluation. I I just don't, this team's got too many holes in it. I mean, this basically comes down to like keeping Justin without keeping Justin, you know, trading for a hall, but still having a young quarterback. And hopefully you get the guy you want instead of hopefully somebody makes the Bryce young decision and takes the wrong guy. Well, I don't think that you're making that choice. I don't think you're making the choice to trade down unless you know who who they're actually going to take. I think your 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 bigger choice is taking the the right guy, whether you're whether you've identified it being Williams or May. Uh, you know, you're going to take a little lower, less of a trade package if you wanted the other guy. Uh, but I'm with you. I think you, you you trade back just a little bit and you, and you take the other the, the other player, and then you use that fifth overall pick. I think the Braxton Jones story is cute, is interesting. Uh, You know, you get a serviceable left tackle, but I don't know. I think if you can get a if you can get a stud, a young stud. Now, granted, that's not that's not guaranteed. But you're gonna tell me that you get production on the on the left side like you've given like you've gotten on the right side. From uh, Darnell Wright, look, I do think the offensive line is better, has improved. I think it's still not great, not 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 a position, not not an area where we're really boasting strength, but uh, I think it's better. Better. Anytime that you can make additions to the offensive line, uh, I I don't disagree. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, so the thing is, is Ryan Poles. Seems to love Braxton Jones. Great. He's, he's and, great value, he's and he's going to continue to flex on. I did that, you know. Yeah, I yeah, don't need to played, replace him. He he has played pretty well this year, I would say though. Yeah, right. I'm not, and that's I don't know. That's a conversation. I, I I wouldn't be mad if they took a tackle there. I really wouldn't. But like I said, I do stand by. I think there is. I mean, I do think there is a way he could make him make his spots so that they're not going to draft someone else. Like if he's that good down the stretch, I do think something like that could happen. But Joe, while we're kind of at this talking point, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of offense in this draft and not to go too far down this rabbit hole. But if you flip the trench there, a lot of people have your boy from Bama, Dallas Turner as the number one edge rusher in the class. What do you think about that? Is he worthy of a top Wait, five I, pick or. Can I just speak on my team real quick as a Notre Dame fan? Can I have Fashanu instead of Joe Alt? I've seen that dude get smoked at the worst time. Fashanu's <laughs> footwork is insane, man. Yeah, Alt Alt got got smoked on like multiple Clemson plays, so we're gonna pass on him, please. Okay, Dallas Turner, go. Uh, uh, yeah, Dallas. just just 
like I said, just curious. I know there's, I, I mean, this edge class is it's whatever. It's it's fine, but it's not great at the top necessarily. So take it away from what you've seen from from Dallas. Dallas is a good player. I mean, uh, Dallas has made a lot of game changing plays, so that that has endeared him to a lot of Alabama fans. Um, he's he's a one man wrecking crew, really. Uh, now he's been really helped this year because. Alabama does have a pretty nice unit, pass rushing unit. I think that Dallas Turner, not worth a top five pick, but I think he's going to go in your top 12. For, uh, yeah, I think top 12 sounds about right. So so possibly could be one of those things, you know, you think Ryan pulls, maybe wants to go back and accumulate more picks. Do you think he might look at a guy like Dallas Turner or is he not a polls guy? Oh, I think he's a polls guy. He's a, he's a heck of an athlete. He's a yes man. He's a he's a go getter. Uh, there's not really any trouble making. The only, I guess, if you want to say trouble making things about uh, Dallas Turner is he, he, sometimes he's a little bit uh, got a little bit too much confidence. But that's not a bad thing. I've never seen that be really a bad thing. I think he believes he, he's. He can play pretty pretty much any position on that defensive front. Uh, I mean, outside of uh, tackle, but. He can get. I think he can play off ball linebacker just a little bit. Obviously, you're going to keep him there at, at edge, uh, but he's got a pretty nice little arsenal of, of pass rushing moves. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be any team's edge rusher number one, but I think that he could probably be a pretty solid two. Yeah, you remember pair, Leonard pair, Boyd. Pair with a guy like Montez Sweat. You think it could be a good duo? Yeah, because I mean the Bears need help there desperately. They need help all over and. Like I said, we don't want to go too far down the draft rabbit hole now, but Illinois. Van Pran, the the it, Georgia center. Uh, well, I was going to say in the offensive line, I mean, the positions we named, you know, guard, center, you can fill those in free agency fairly easily slash in the draft middle rounds. But up top, you know, if the Bears do go offense, defense, uh, Dallas Turner's a name. The kid from Illinois playing three tech is one of the better. Probably the, no, he is the best DT in this class, so. The Bears will have options. I wouldn't be uh, shocked to see them do something like that and go on both sides of the ball and then whatever. Um, but back back to the game. Uh, Joe, overall, how did you feel? I know it's just the Panthers. Uh, where, where are we at with the Bears? I think we're kind of in the same spot uh, with where we are. I, I think that six wins is definitely attainable at this point as you're looking down the rest of the, se- the, the schedule. Uh, the Bears are bad. The Bears are are, are are a bad football team, but they've got enough. And we've highlighted some of their good. They're good. They've got enough good good pieces uh, where they're they're going to stay in some game. I mean, not, they're not as bad as as some of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I like we saw with Carolina and really with Denver as well. But uh, you know what? What do you take away from beating the beating the Panthers on a Thursday night? There's not much you you should take away from it. I mean, yeah, does it feel good to uh, wake up on Sunday and watch all your friends sweat their games? Yes, it does. So that that was nice. Uh, but I am not going to sit over here and beat beat my chest and say, "Hey, we, hey, hey, we beat the Panthers." Uh, so what's it mean for the rest of the year? I mean, it means that. The NFC South is a shitty division. Uh, you you played the Saints to a close game. You 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 lost the Bucks. You beat the you beat you beat the uh, Panthers. You can go beat the uh, Falcons. Split with the NFC South, and 
I don't know. The rest of the year is is going back to the beginning of the conversation, figuring out what you want to do with Bajan, figuring out the best way to uh, maybe gracefully move on from Justin Fields and figuring out ways to improve areas of this roster. I mean, that have holes. Uh, I think you're, you know, I, I think it'd be a luxury to take left tackle at that at that five spot. But I do think you got to figure out a way to come out, come away with one of the better centers in this class. Obviously, that's not a top fifteen, you know, pick. But I think you need to come away with one of the top centers in this draft class because uh, center has been center and guard, interior guard has been too long a time for 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 the Bears. Just having pressure right up the middle. You know, we've talked about bad snapping. Uh, I'm tired of that. Um. Yeah, we don't even need to talk that far ahead. Like, I, let's talk about this defense a little bit. You know who had an absolutely spectacular game? Jack, Jack Sanborn and Kyler. Nope. Kyler had a fucking ridiculous game. That dude was God. everywhere. He had tons of tackles, TFLs, pass breakups, near interception, like down on the 10-yard line if he just gets in front of it two seconds quicker. Dude, what is with our guys not catching interceptions? I don't know. Tyreek Stevenson needs some hands stuff. Jack Sanborn, you can kind of understand it. It was going behind him, and he, it would have been a hell of a pick if he got that 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 interception. But thank uh, God, Kyler was Kyler stood out big time. Yeah, I mean big he time. had a great uh, standing out on the poor side was Brisker again, getting smoked on the only long play of the game, and. Uh, also having – you know, he might have had a stupid penalty. He did a, something else freaking stupid. The only thing good he did was that tackle in the backfield like while they were in the red zone in the first first quarter on their first drive. I saw him out there doing a flappy bird. I, he did not do that goddamn flappy bird all game. He did. I did not, nope. He did. It, it was he like did. They, were, they were panning out, and he was in the bottom doing it. They didn't like show him. Well, it wasn't because he did anything. Well, I saw him doing Flappy Bird. You sure it was him? It was definitely Flappy. Yeah, Flappy McFlapperson. I guess you guys not. I wonder if he's still hurt because he's he's not been playing very well, in my opinion. How about Montez Sweat though? There, Joe Gaither. Oh, he looks like a good little addition. I mean, it looks like a good addition to the team. I, I, I'm once you got the extension done. Once you got the extension done, I like people want to cry about the want to cry about oh you pay, you paid a second round draft pick for him. I think that you probably had to. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not even upset about I'm not upset about it at all. But now that you got the extension done, um, so yeah. I think he's a good player. And you're, you 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 know you, you're going to tell me that you're going to draft a Montez Sweat in the second round. I mean maybe, but I doubt you, it. You basically got. Uh, more out of him than you got out of Claypool's whole when he was whole time he was here. I mean, he had eight pressures. When was the last time a Bears D lineman got eight pressures in a game? I felt like he was in the Panthers backfield all the time. Man, he shoved Bryce so far on that one. Like, and on the yeah, dude, the Bears get no QB hits. Like I've seen TJ Edwards do it a couple times on like blitzes at the end of a game, but part of that's like that's how you get in a QB's head and rattle him, man. You throw him to the ground a few times early in the game, and you you. You let them know you're going to be back there every time. Like it sets a tone, and the Bears just haven't done that at all all year. I mean, Bryce um, is kind of stinky, regardless, but he was really freaking 
he looked just so off. He definitely did not look good. Uh, I thought Ngakwe looked a lot more like Ngakwe with Montez Sweat on the other side of him. And the guy Dude, I continue like- to say is underrated is Justin Jones. Dude gets penetration. Just because he can't make the actual play, that's his biggest problem. And I get it. I get it. That's a problem. Big problem. But that dude gets more penetration than anybody else on that D-line. I wish he had Dexter's body. If Dexter had his, like, get-off and penetration ability, dude, he'd be fucking ridiculous. I know. I'm Pause. <laughs> penetration and getting them off. Nobody say you, Joe better. Gaither. Nobody penetrates better than Justin Jones. I'm telling you. The deepest penetration on the entire team. At least. Uh, oh, boy. Yes. Thank God had a good game. Yeah. Eddie Jackson was unnoticeable again. He sucks. Maybe if we broke his leg again, he'd, like, come back. Stronger, better. I mean, this was this was a weird game for the secondary, just because I feel like they couldn't throw at all, regardless. So, I guess that's a good thing. I do think time for us. I do think a lot of the pressure wasn't because of the pressure; it was because there was no one open. If that makes sense. Yeah, no. I, I mean, Jalen's been pretty locked down all year, and. uh I think Tyreek had a pretty good game. He didn't get a penalty, so that's good. Uh, maybe he did. No, they did. Remember. They, Him and Jalen got one simultaneously. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> both beat the crap out of their dudes. That was Dude, it was hilarious. like third down, and they both did it. They just, yeah, chucked them. Terrible. And the guy made the play anyway, so it didn't matter. Um, all right. That's all I got. We won. We beat the Panthers. Party, baby. I, I mean, seriously, that does kind of put them in the driver's seat for a top two pick, which is really what all you could ask for out of this Panthers pick, right, Joe? Oh, dude, yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, you you got people last year when they made when they or you know in the in the offseason when they made the, the the trade, like, oh, the Bears will probably get a top fifteen, top you know, right out of the playoffs. <laughs> They'll be right outside the playoffs. They've been awful. And, like, all right, partly I want to take up for Bryce Young because I think that he has no help there. Uh, But, God, the whole unit, Bryce included, has been not good. Bryce has really surprised me with with how ineffective he's been. Their line's been really terrible. They don't have anybody. Like, their only professional pass catcher is fucking Adam Thielen. And that's what's just so funny and so crazy about the DJ Moore trade is like uh, okay, yeah, we'll take your only your only good pass catcher as well. Like crazy. Uh, so you essentially just did to Bryce Young what we did to Justin Fields. Like gave him nothing to work with. Right? Terrible. Is, is yeah, this pretty much? Is this receiving core worse than uh, the Bears' 2017 re- receiving core? For uh, Mitchell's for, uh, Mitchell's rookie year, yeah, is that Cam- Kendall Wright as your number one? And Cam Meredith, yeah. Yes, uh, Cam Meredith is. Adam Thielen's no, better than the, both those yeah, guys. That Bears one was worse for sure. 
Oh, Cam Meredith, another another name and, of what could have been. And, and and Marcus Wheaton. Oh my God! And, and wasn't Eddie Royal on there too? If he oh, if he man. wasn't, he belonged. He for the Bears for a second. The, yeah, Marcus uh, Wheaton. They signed him like a two-year, like fourteen million dollar deal, and he no, he, it was like eleven, dude. It wasn't that much money. He, he had like one catch. It, it was a lot for him. <laughs> Way too much for True. that guy. True. True. <laughs> oh, Ryan Poles, man, what a free agent class that, that his first free agent class was so bad. Ryan Pace, not Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles' first free agent class was so bad. Cody Parky yeah, wasn't Cody Parky. <laughs> wasn't Prince in that though? Prince of Mukamura? Was he in the first one? I feel like he was. It's pretty early. Cody Parky was in the first one. I don't one. know. I, I just remember I remember Marcus Wheaton. I remember Eddie Royal. We signed some safety. Was it Antrell Roll that we signed at like mm-hmm. the end of his career? <laughs> horrible, yeah. stuff, horrible stuff, man. He was just like a coach on the field, though. He was so old. Um, let's talk about this Lions game. Well, you'll Ooh. you'll want to spend a couple minutes on this orange on orange uniform. Just terrible uniforms. Awful. You're cool, dude. dude. What they I need like to do it. is, I love is the wear, weird. wear a white top with the orange helmet. They need a they need an all white. Yeah, I was gonna say, top, including a matte white helmet. Yeah, the snow bear. Oh yes. But the snow bear. I didn't hate the 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 orange on orange. It's just. Uh, I, I, I agree, Chris. I don't hate it. I think I like the orange jersey with a blue helmet, though. I just the orange helmet I don't love. No, um, I don't love it. Maybe if they what wore pants? they wore white pants, right? I wonder what blue yeah. pants would look like. With yeah, that. white pants. It was a know, white man. it's a white C though, right? Uh yeah, yes. No, no it's, it's blue. It's a blue sea with a white yeah, outline. Yeah, they should have done they should have done a white C. Nah, I, I think I agree though. Orange jersey with white pants, white helmet would look sick or a full that white outfit. Yeah. But I think you could pull off orange with white and white. It looks too much like home, home, de- home Depot right now. I, I've never thought about that, but yeah, I guess you're not <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but I, I'm fine with them only being you know once, twice a year, whatever the case may be. But I just before you go into that Lions game, Chris, come on, can we we got to do a little better job with the alternate uniforms? I'm fine with it. Are we in Detroit this week? I think so. We are at Detroit Sunday at twelve o'clock on Fox. It's going to be a fun one for uh, if Fields does play. It'll be a fun one to see his first game back. I mean, the Lions were awesome last week. Fuck you, Detroit, dude. So were the so were the Chargers. Honestly, that game it was, was a fun nuts. game. It was really whoever was going to have the ball last. It seemed like Lions pushed, did not cover three points. Um. So we're at, I mean, how many points do you think the Bears defense can limit this line's offense to? 20, 24. 
Do you think the least they could give up is like 24 to this Lions offense? Yes, 21, 24, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. if the defense does give that up, are we calling that a win or are we saying they should be better? Totally. It's definitely a win. For a team that's probably putting up 30 points a game, which I don't know that, but it feels like they are. Yeah, they're scoring a ton. No, it was a serious question. I'm just like, if you do give up, you know, that amount of points to an offense of that caliber. It's only a win if it's a win on the scoreboard. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, is it something we'd be, know, be upset about? Or uh, The defense has been playing pretty well. I mean, I'll be interested to see what they do versus some better teams here. Um, yeah. I'm curious. Um, Don't even tell me what the Bears are averaging per game. Seven. Seven points. So Detroit's at Detroit's at twenty six point eight. Does that give you 20, where it's at in the league? Twenty four over twenty four over the last three. Uh, Bears are twenty <laughs> with fifteen over the last three. So the the twenty is only like that because of the two thirty point games that they put up with Fields. Whoa, roll tide. Oh, dog! Just trying to jump in the lap. What are you doing? Um, I want to see scoring defense. What are you doing? So scoring defense, Chicago is twenty seventh at twenty five and a half a game. Detroit is twenty first at twenty two six thirty over the last three. But that's also because they gave up thirty eight last week. What are the Bears over the last three? 22.3. Oh. That's because they gave up 13 last week to the Panthers. Yeah. The Panthers. <laughs> so, Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen that video? <laughs> no. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> It's a stupid Carolina Panthers fan fight song. So, uh, so Detroit is second in the league in yards per game at 406 yards per game, giving, oh. giving up 324 a game for 15th. You say Bears, 460? 406. All right. I was going to say 400. I mean, even that's a ton. Who's the leader? Yeah. Uh. Shit, I don't know. I didn't. I'm not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it like oh, uh, a heads well, up matchup. I'm just trying. I'll, to fi- think. I'll find it in a second. Who's getting more than 400 yards a game? Miami, maybe. Philadelphia. I bet, I bet you it's Miami or Philly. Yeah, it's probably got to be Miami because they put up like 700 yards versus Denver against Denver. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Um, right, sorry, sorry to interrupt. That just blew my mind. But that's a ton, dude. 406. That's insane. So where do you think the Bears rank offensively and defensively? Twenty yards of what? For yards per game. Yards per game. Twenty-six offensively yards per game. Okay. Luke? Yeah, I was gonna say twenty-two. The twentieth. At three twenty three twenty-three. 
Great uh, job, Tyson. Defensively. Defensively, I want to say they're. 18. I was gonna. I was gonna say fifteenth. Uh, they are top ten. They are number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Well, right. they, don't, they don't suck near as bad as their record. What the? What the hell? Coaching. Coaching. Ooh, penalties. Bears are eight, ninth in the league in penalties. They're really not penalties. Uh, oh, penalties a game. Yeah, they're twenty. I don't know. This must mean. This must mean bad because they're they it's six point seven a game and they're twenty second. I feel like that means that they're bad at penalties. Yeah. Not that's bad. that that's good. Um. Yeah. Miami's averaging 435 yards a game, by the way. Miami Dolphins. That's bananas. We run the ball. We run the north. We're never going to give it back. (laughs) Or in the ground. We're always in control. So do you guys think Fields is playing this week? Yeah. Yes. Looks like he's throwing the ball in practice. Uh, I mean, what should our expectation be? And are is it fair that people are going to say, well, he's just coming back from injury. He needs some more time to get readjusted. No. You're not giving him that excuse, Joe. Fuck no. I'm out of excuses for you, number one. I'm out of excuses for you. All right. What's the expectation? Right. The expectation is a win. I don't care how it happens. A win. Uh, be, be, be efficient offense and fucking win. But no, uh, what will happen? He will throw oh seventeen of he will throw seventeen of twenty seven, yeah, uh, sixteen of twenty seven for hundred and eighty yards. Oh, uh, stinky! <laughs> yes, a hundred hundred seventy seven yards, hundred seventy seven yards with uh. One touchdown, one interception, and he's going to rush for another 35 yards and a touchdown. Whoa, huge game for Mr. Fields. Look, you want to, while Chris is thinking about it and being more balanced, if you want to give him that excuse of, oh, he's just uh, coming back, you got to give him some more. No, more time. You sit your fucking ass on the bench. Bajan has shown that we can, you know, not die with you out th- with him out there. Uh, the, 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 the team has a chance with him out there. So if you need more time, it's fine. You want more time, you you know, this is your save your career type moment. It's no problem. Take your time and come back healthy if you need more time. But if you come back and play and you take live action snaps, then you're expected to be the fucking quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So it doesn't look like they ran the ball that much more the last three games. On the season, they're at 47.41%. Last three, they're at 47.72%. Obviously, the season numbers are going to be skewed by the last three game numbers, but I'm guessing this is pretty accurate. Uh, I I never look at that shit. Like I never think about like if you're if you're if you're if you can play you better play you better play to your ability 
Like, if you can't play to your ability, don't play. Yeah, I just know we're going to see it. I, I know we're going to see it after the game. If he does play poorly, that's going to be the first thing people are going to say. And I, I just know it's coming, and it already bothers me. Uh, I mean, look, you can you can you can say it's his thumb, but his physical abilities have never been his problem. His thumb's not going to keep him from like getting rid of the goddamn football. If he doesn't hit the target, fine, but it's not going to make him hold on to the football longer. It's not going to make him run around until he gets hurt until he gets hit and hurts himself again. That's probably why he can't play. Everybody was like, Oh yeah, he can play. He can play. He wants to play. He really wants to play. And the medical guys were like, no way, jackass. You hold on to the ball too long. You're going to get yourself killed and you're going to break the thumb even worse. No, thank you. I'm interested in this. All right, Joe, I got to say, it seems like a massive shift in your added towards towards fields and, uh, is it just, I mean, I'm just not trying to like poke the bear. I'm more so just trying to see how you're feeling about it. Is it like reality setting in and you just think there's no hope for fields? Are you done believing in him where you at? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same place I'm at with any quarterback right now. I'm not going to believe, I'm not going to give you any ounce of my hope until you win two games in a row in a Chicago Bears uniform. Like, Great, Tyson Bagent, you look maybe like you could be Minshew 2.0. Who fucking cares? Like, Caleb Williams <laughs> or Drake May, they might be, you know, John Elway slash Patrick Mahomes. Great, who fucking cares? Like, they're, they're, you're going to have to – I don't have any semblance of hope or belief for any quarterback uh, in a Bears uniform right now based on the, the organization, based on the offensive coordinator, based on – what's going on in the interior of the offensive line. Like, I mean, we talked about it just before the show, the show kicked off. Is it going to be, is it going to be uh Roshan? Is it going to be Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman or, uh, or Khalil Herbert this week? Well, we all know that Dante Foreman has run his ass off, but lo and behold, it's going to be Khalil Herbert running one yard a pop because it just is, you know, it just how is how the bears are going to be. And so do, yeah, do I, I'm just out on the East Florida Herbert Herbert was not playing poorly. Just no, I'm just saying that. Okay. It's like a. It's just Bears. Right. Of course, they bench the guy who's running, who's got the hot hand right now for a guy who's been on IR for the last four weeks just because. Yeah. If Herbert comes back and looks a little rusty, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Yes. I will too. A different position, different requirements. Uh, the circumstances on where we are of Justin Fields' career dictate that that he's out of excuses. And like, I'll, I'll give excuses all day long for young players, but it, we're at the place with Justin Fields now that you know, oh, it's Luke Getzey, his system. I'm not playing free enough. Oh. Whatever the case may be, oh, my mechanics have slowed way down. I won't throw over the middle of the field. I want, Whatever the case may be, I don't want them to think I'm a running quarterback, so I'm not running as much anymore. Like, whatever the case may be, I'm done with it. You need to start fucking winning. Look, as bad as it, as bad as it might seem, like he was the fourth quarterback in his class for a reason. I mean, looking back, like you might say, like he should have gone over those guys, but you got to think about the talent evaluators above that that passed on him. 
I mean, Jacksonville you get, but San Francisco kind of makes me a little or a little weird. Like I think Kyle Shanahan knows his quarterbacks, and he must have seen something. He might have fucked up and taken Trey Lance just based on what it could be and just not knowing enough. But um, yeah. It's a little weird. Um, all right. Score predictions. Motherfuckers. So I think we're nine and a half point dogs. I'm looking up what the over-under is. Recording in progress. That had um it has shifted. It opened at 10 or 10 and a half. Uh, so it has shifted slightly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It opened yes. at seven and a half, and now it's up to 10. Now you got nine <laughs> or nine and, nine and a half. Nine and a half, whatever. You can get it. You can get a 10 for the Bears if you want it, but most of the consensus line is nine and a half. Total is four up to 47, opened at 45. So people think it will go over. Uh, 44 is the magic number. If uh, total is over 44, 90. I, I saw something like this can't be true, though, because this would make betting way too easy. If the number is 44, um, if the number is over 44, so 44 and a half and above, it hits the over 91% of the time. And if That doesn't seem true at all. It doesn't seem true at all, right? There's no way. Um, and if it's 44, no 44 under – or under 44, so 39 and a half, or Jesus Christ, 43 and a half and under, it hits like 71% of the time or some shit. I can't remember what the other number was, but the 91 stuck out. Whoa. Uh, he said he had to do something. Um, So I will say, I mean, I think it could, the, the reason I think it can go over is because the Lions will score 30 or 35. Yeah, I could see the Bears defense uh, having some issues in this game. Yeah, but, I like this um, at Auburn, my first game. I think they'll just game. get tired. I think they'll just end up getting tired because the defense. The, yeah, they'll just be on the field too long. I mean, it, the the games the Bears have lost in this year, like really badly, like they just started out piss poorly. Like, I mean, the KC game was a disaster from the start. Yep. Um, we talk about running numbers. It's like you can't run the ball when you're already down 14 nothing before your offense barely gets on the field. Um, the the Chargers game was the same way. So, I, I mean, really, it sounds corny, but the Bears could control the tempo of the game if they're able to manufacture a touchdown on the first drive and chew some clock. But that's really their only hope in this one is to ground and pound the lines, and we'll see. Montgomery revenge game though, it's gonna be hard to stop. Shit, I don't know, man. The run defense has been pretty. It's pretty good. Solid. I, I honestly, I'm mostly scared about Gibbs versus our linebackers. Dude, like, does Monty look thinner to you, or like? I don't know. I, I don't he really. He had that 72 yard touchdown run last game, and he looked like very spry Trim. and fast and. Trim. It might be the five that makes him look thinner. I don't know why a single digit would make him look skinnier, but maybe it is. Yeah. He's also, I would say the lines probably have the best line in football. And, uh, well, like, like lines of Coke. 
You think he's doing coke? That's why he's so skinny? I said Lions. Yeah, you said they have the best Lions in football. No, Lions have the best line in football. You're, you're, yeah. telling, me, you're telling me a tongue twister right now. No, the Lions have <laughs> the best line of coke in football. That's why he's so thin. Never mind, man. Anyway, I don't think uh, I don't think we stand a chance. But um, I think I think man, I don't think we're going to keep it within ten. I think this feels like a blowout. It does feel like a blowout. Same thing with the Dolphins and Raiders, though. I think they might lose by like forty. Uh, um. All right, prediction time, Chris. What do you think? Uh, yeah, 38 to 14 Lions. Woo! Joe, you with us to give us a prediction or no? Get our doors blown off. He's not talking, so I would assume he is doing something else. He's here in spirit. Um, I feel He's... like division games are always closer, though, than we think they'll be. Uh, unless we're playing Green Bay. I feel like we generally – I don't know. I don't know. The Lions have owned us recently. Um, I'm going to say Lions 27, Bears 17. Okay. Yeah, twenty-seven, seventeen, Lions. Uh, I am excited to see. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot about Braxton Jones. I'm excited to see Darnell Wright with a lot of action versus uh, Aiden Hutchinson. So this will be a good test for him. But obviously, as we saw last week, the the Lions are susceptible to some uh, you know big plays. So. Hopefully Fields is able to deliver some of those if he's in. Darnell Mooney kind of lights up the Lions, right? Is that what you said? I didn't say that, but he has had some success for them, yeah. That would be correct. Correct. All right, folks. Darnell Mooney. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.